0: To be with you today. I am Ruth Morgan and I work for Compassion UK and it is such a privilege to uh, be with you and share from God's word with you today and I am going to read a really famous passage of scripture that can be found in Luke 10. I'm reading from the Passion Translation but please join me and follow me in whatever translation you have with you. There was once a Jewish man travelling from Jerusalem to Jericho when bandits robbed him along the way. They beat him severely, stripped him naked and left him for half dead. Soon a Jewish priest walked down the same road and saw the wounded man. Seeing him from a distance, the priest crossed to the other side of the road and walked right past him, not turning to help him one bit. Later, a religious man, a Levite, came walking down the same road and likewise crossed to the other side to pass by the wounded man without stopping to help him. Finally, another man, a Samaritan, came upon the bleeding man and was moved to tender compassion for him. He stooped down and gave him first aid, pouring olive oil on his wounds, disinfecting them with wine and bandaging them to stop them bleeding. Lifting him up, he placed him on his own donkey, And brought him to an inn. Then he took from his donkey and carried him to the room for the night. The next morning he took his own money from his wallet and gave it to the innkeeper with these words. Take care of him until I come back from my journey. If it costs more than this, I will repay you when I return. So now tell me, which one of these three men who saw the wounded man proved to be a true neighbour? The religious scholar responded, the one who demonstrated kindness and mercy. Jesus said, you must go and do the same as he. Loving your neighbour as yourself is something we all know we should do and is probably something that we all want to do. It's the second greatest commandment and one of the most quoted verses in the Bible. So why then is being nice so hard to do? Some people are very easy to be kind to, but then there are others, and I know you are already listing them in your head right now. Come on, admit it. But the story of the Good Samaritan teaches us, among other things, that we are to be nice to our neighbours. We are to love our neighbours, and that means everyone. So what can we learn from the story? Well, firstly, the Samaritan chose to see the need. Despite the scripture telling us clearly that they did, the priest and the Levite probably pretended that they had not seen the man when they crossed the road to avoid him. Too often as humans, our response is that of an ostrich. If we bury our heads and don't see the problem, maybe it'll go away. If we avoid situations, then maybe they won't happen. If we turn the news or comic relief off, then maybe we can pretend that the world isn't in need of our help. Unlike the other two in the story, the good Samaritan was moved in the pit of his soul by the need in front of his eyes. When he saw the stranger, he took pity on him. He didn't just look away and pass by. You see, loving the Lord God with all our heart means allowing him to touch our emotions and saturate our soul with compassion. This way, when we come across someone in need, when we uh, encounter broken humanity, we respond rather than retreat. Instead of closing our eyes out of fear, we open our eyes in faith that God can use us to bring healing into someone else's life. I love this quote, and I don't know who said it, but it's this. Strong people stand up for themselves, but stronger people stand up for others. Secondly, the Samaritan overcame differences. We live in a world with many different types of people who share the same space. Various belief systems, political views, cultural backgrounds, and family traditions. We live in communities that maybe don't share our beliefs, our values, or even our understanding of morality. But that does not negate our responsibility to love them and to be kind to them. We are called to love others regardless of differences because we all have one thing in common. And that is that we are made in the perfect image of God. And that one similarity is much stronger than anything that divides us. When we are to love our neighbours as ourselves, we need to realise that our neighbour isn't just the people we do life with. It's not just our friends. Our neighbour is the person God has placed right in front of us. It's the person who shares this planet with us. And no matter how different, how inconvenient or how unexpected, we're asked to love them. The Good Samaritan was willing to cross political, racial cultural and social barriers and risk prejudices and the fear of the unknown because he saw someone with a need. John 13 says this is how everyone will recognise that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. Thirdly the Samaritan took action. Words are essentially meaningless unless you have the determination, the intent and the resolve to abide by them. James 2 verse 17 says faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds it is dead and useless. Einstein says the world is a dangerous place not because of those who do evil but because of those who look on and do nothing. It wasn't enough to see the need and have pity. The Samaritan didn't just stop. He got physically involved in dressing the man's wounds. He offered friendship, transport And he provided ongoing financial support so that the injured man could be properly looked after. The Samaritan got well and truly involved in the life of the injured man. He risked his own safety, delayed his own schedule and got dirty and bloody by coming alongside a person in need. The other day I was waiting at the school gates for my daughter And as I watched, some boys in the playground were messing around. And then a larger boy came over to one of the smaller boys and started pushing him around and being rough with him. And a fight was clearly about to start. I sat there for a while in the car to see what would happen. And I was having the discussion in my head with myself. Are they messing about? Will it sort itself out? Will a teacher come soon? Lots of the other kids were looking and then looking away so as not to get dragged into the situation. So I got out of the car and as I approached them, the older boy saw me and he just ran off. But what if I hadn't got out of the car? Incidentally, as I was getting back in the car, uh, my daughter turned up and was absolutely horrified because I still had my slippers on. But hey, that's another story. Archbishop Desmond Tutu said this, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. If an elephant has his foot on the tail of a mouse and you say that you are neutral, the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. James 4 reminds us, if you don't do what you know is right, you have sinned. So it's not enough to see the need. God commands us to do something about it. Finally, the Samaritan refused to give up. Now, let's be real. Being nice will cost you. It might cost you a smile when you're not feeling particularly happy. It might cost you five minutes when you're in a hurry. It might cost you some finances when you really want to buy that new pair of jeans. It might cost you the lawn being mowed or cost you the next episode on your box set. Or it might cost you some luxuries so that someone else can enjoy some some necessities. The Samaritan didn't just patch up the injured man on the side of the road. He didn't just move on. Instead, he put him on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. What's more, he was willing to pay the price by giving two days' wages and then promising to pay for any further expenses when he got, got back. The Samaritan was concerned with showing love. So his focus was not on himself and the possible delays it would cause or the cost or the hassle or the mess. His focus was on the man who needed him. Kathy Mead, a professor in health outcomes and behaviour, says this. I always encourage everyone to speak up, take action, do something when they see any type of injustice happening. If you don't, if you sit passively by or pretend not to notice, then you're condoning what's happening, and you are now part of the problem when you should always be part of the solution, or, as the apostle John puts it in one John three verse eighteen, let us not love merely with word or with tongue, giving lip service to compassion, but let's love in action and in truth, in practice and in sincerity because. Practical acts of love are more than words. So today in closing, I'm going to give you the opportunity to be a neighbour right now. We have come through probably the most difficult 13 months that we will ever face. Things we never dreamt we would see. Schools closed, exams cancelled, weddings cancelled, funerals unattended, isolating distancing restrictions... Businesses closed, you know, we're working from home, face masks, sanitizers, furlough schemes, the list goes on and on. And of course, we cannot forget the thousands in the UK and the millions globally that have sadly lost their lives and are continuing to lose their lives. But as difficult as it has been for us, people live in extreme poverty, are disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Over the years, charities like Compassion have massively helped the fight against poverty. But the United Nations is currently predicting that this crisis will set developing nations back decades. Not only have they had to deal with all the things that we have had to uh, deal with and have found difficult this year, but for those living in extreme poverty, everything about COVID-19 is magnified. The risk The fear, the uncertainty, the life and death realities. Children and families living in poverty are the most vulnerable in every way. Basic hygiene and safety are often seen as unrealistic luxuries. Food security has become a severe risk for children and their families. I don't know whether or not you have had your uh, been fortunate enough to have your COVID vaccine yet. But if not, then it won't be long because in the UK, it is estimated that all adults will have had their first dose by the end of July. But Oxfam warned that in nearly 70 poor countries, they will only be able to afford to vaccinate one in 10 adults. Serving the poor is truly more vital now than ever before. Every little boy and every little girl on this planet, every child trapped in poverty matters. Every child, regardless of where they live, deserve to be loved, to be safe, to be fed, to be educated, to grow up strong and healthy, to have the chance to play. And every child deserves to be empowered to become all they dream of becoming. Proverbs 11 says this, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. So today, I am giving you the opportunity to be a neighbour. I am giving you the opportunity to be generous. I am giving you the opportunity to bless others. And today, I am giving you the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of children around the world. And remember, whatever you do for the least of these,